Okay. So, this is Paul Goody, and I have a podcast with my friend Ben Lawrence, where every week I talk to him. He lives in Seattle, Washington. I live in Edwardsville, Illinois. And the conceit of the podcast is that we're recording this for people like 100 years in the future so that they can hear what two people talking a hundred years ago sounds like. That's not exactly how the podcast started, but it's it's definitely pretty close to what it's become. And right now what I'm doing is I'm, I'm calling Ben uh, on Zoom. And, you know, for those of you who are in the future, a hundred years from now, the 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 idea saying the phrase i'm calling ben on zoom might sound like nonsense uh the word call hopefully means pretty much the same thing i am in this case uh you know back when we were just people walking around to call to someone would be like to say hey hey so you're calling them when you're using devices objects tools to call someone the call may be a ring instead like you might have a little a little beep uh that lets you know that somebody is calling you or something to that effect um so i'm calling ben meaning i'm using one of my devices to alert ben that i want to talk with him and then now that i'm talking with him we are exchanging information over wires that are connected to each other. I mean, that's a little simplistic. I'm just assuming you can hear me. Yeah, I can. Uh, ben can't hear me, perhaps? No, I can hear you. Oh, okay, can hear you. He, can, just, he can hear me. It's just taking me a while to get set up. Ah, so um, this is, this is yeah. uh, an example of the start of the show. Okay. Oftentimes... Either Ben or I are having technical problems. And so one of us talks while the other one figures out yeah. what's going wrong. Uh, yeah, all right. The, and the talking while that's happening is called vamping sometimes. Oh, and Ben is also helping us live stream this so that there's video evidence. Maybe this audio podcast will, won't be seen. Maybe people will only see the video, which would be crazy. Maybe even the video without audio, in which case they maybe could read our lips. Uh, that sort of thing. I'm using I'm using a new microphone today because the shotgun microphone I normally use is at home because I'm using it on a uh, a shoot later today. Mm. Uh, so I have this thing and it doesn't appear to be as loud, which oh. is um a little disconcerting. So, well, you did tap maybe. directly on it, so that's helpful. I heard it. I I did <laughs> I did um. tap directly on it, and so will everybody at home hear that. So one of the things that I was thinking about today, Ben, you know how we have this podcast uh, for people uh, in the future. This is one of the things I mentioned for people a hundred years ago uh, or a hundred years from now can hear what things were like a hundred years ago, 200 years ago, 500 years ago, you know, whatever. If people even exist back then. If people exist. uh, If people will exist. If people will exist then. Then, yeah. Um, but I, I think about it, <coughs> people have been around for a long time, you know, and the idea that we think that we're at the end 
is kind of, I don't know, it's striking me as kind of being egotistical a little bit. You don't think every civilization thought they were going to be the last well, this one is, alive? Well, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, what I'm, what I'm saying is that I don't think that we're unique in that way. Right. But, you know, it, the, the, the more you live and the more news comes out, the more you find out, oh, there were actually humans walking around, or at least humanoid people, walking around, you know, thousands of years ago, hundreds of thousands of years ago, maybe even... It's kind of exciting, sort of interesting. <sighs> you know, we're maybe just in the middle. Uh, and what that means uh, is, of course, that we, with our new technologies and things, our AIs and what have yous, may be able to extrapolate what life was like back then from things that we never were able to do before. Like... You go to a um, an archaeological dig, right? And it maps all the different rocks and things and where they are and, oh, this might be this thing, whatever, and does like a, a an augmented reality projection of what that room might have looked like back then. Taking and, into account any like volcanic or earthquake activities yeah. in the area, which may have shifted some of these rocks, wars that have yep. occurred on the on that uh, location. And here's the thing I was thinking of: if it if it does make uh, because the we talked a little bit about this AI hallucinations, right? Things that the AI like, like ChatGPT says something that sounds right. It thinks it's good enough. It doesn't really think, but it, it sounds good enough, and everyone just believes it. And the question is, does that matter that it wasn't actually <laughs> true at that point? So the same thing, do we really want to see how people lived back then, or would, do we just want to watch uh, a, a fun little thing about what it might have looked like back then? And if what it might have looked like back then is high def... And how it actually was is just a you know some rocks around. Would we just say, oh, let's give let's do the high def instead, a post reality world? There is. I saw this um, one exhibit. I think it was in it was either in Greece or Rome. It was a a big uh, like um, uh, plexiglass sheet that when you stood behind this plexiglass sheet looking at ruins it filled in what the ruins look wow, like right? you yeah, can see like the outline it's just like you know it's like a it's like a map painting you yeah, know um, but still it's very old cool. school uh, old school augmented reality and i think to get the full effect you had to stand on like a certain point you know exactly um that you know i mean that that sort of augmented reality has been around forever um, so yeah, but what is what would be what would be more fun? Like yeah. wearing your wearing your Google Glass and being able to walk around these ruins, seeing what it was actually like, or uh, and uh, like tripping over stones or whatnot, or watching a movie that was AI generated about what it was like. What about watching an AI generation? In your Google Glass of what it was like, though, ah, you know the 3D. Uh, I, I gotta say, worlds this, upon worlds. You said this a while back, but I'm gonna just bring it back. I saw this one exhibit made car really cool. Um, all right, so anyway, here's the. This is the. This is the thing that I'm. 
<laughs> I'm thinking Yo, about dog. I heard you like archaeology inside your archaeology. Yeah, so I made an archaeology inside your archaeology, so you can archaeology while you archaeology. Um, I we've had we've knowledge had that knowledge. tick for a while. That every tick? once in a while, uh, every well, or not a tick, but uh, that that formula. Hey, I heard you liked a blank, so I got you a blank, so you could blank while you blank. Uh, right. Yeah. It it is fun. But maybe wearisome for other people around me specifically. I think that I think that I abuse it more than you do, for sure. I think only I on think, the podcast. I think in general, in general, I kill a joke, and not like kill like you how you how you do a really good job. I make people sick of things much more than you do. In general, murder the joke. Yes, um, um, you might have a point. And I think I think this goes to what Jennifer was saying before. It's because I kind of like it. I kind of like it when people get mad. It's 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 a little bit of Norm Macdonald in you. I have a He's little bit a, of sadism. My my uh, he he loved it when say. a joke bombed. I was listening to a an interview. I don't know who was telling this inter, uh, telling this story. I th- it might have even been Bill Burr uh, talking about Norm, and like there was some sort. Of, there was there was a comedy fest. Norm Macdonald was part of it. Some comics were killing. Some were bombing. When uh, when every time Norm would bomb and like the audience hated him. He would, ru- at the end of the show, he would rush to the front door and say hello to everybody as they left. Like, greet them as wow. they walked out. Wow, yeah. It's hard to believe he's Canadian sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's but it's true. Um, oh, yeah, that's, that's the joke, right? Um, who was it? Macho Monkey. Um... Can't think Christina of and name. Desiree. Christina had that joke. How do you get a Canadian out of the pool? How do you get the can- a Canadian out of the pool? Get out of the pool, please. And I don't know what the the hands were, but Jennifer does it all the time. Um, <laughs> I I I heard I all heard right. a better version of it, which is uh, how do you get four Canadians? Uh, to leave a bar? How do you get four Canadians to leave a bar? Hey, could you guys leave? Uh, it <laughs> is the basic... Yeah. Um, and Canadians I think, are I think just there's a please... Yeah, that, that nice. they're just super nice and polite. And I don't know, in a way, in a way, I suppose, wanting to greet all the people that you just uh, made mad... Uh, does yeah. kind of work, but uh, just a little bit. Uh, Joe Para is that his name? Joe Para? Are you familiar with Joe? There Pera? is a Joe Para. Uh, he just a had a stand-up special that came out, and I watched it, and I thought it was good. I've never yeah. seen any of his other stuff, but uh, he was on an episode of Hollywood Handbook, a podcast that I listen to mm. every once in a while. Um, I was uh, I I don't know this guy, but uh, YouTube just served me up uh, an interview where he's on one of the late night shows. I don't know yeah. which one. I uh, probably Seth Meyers. He's on Seth Meyers a lot. Yeah. 
Oh, um, also, uh, I I met uh, a guy who who I went to college with and who lives here. Uh, and I'm I'm just gonna read this text. Uh, I was at a band a band uh, thing. And at that band thing, I saw him, and I, I had forgotten his name. I felt bad that I had forgotten his name. Uh, and then I'll, I'll tell you his name in the end, right? But so I met him, we talked a little bit, and it turns out he does improv. Uh, and I, and uh, he said, so I'm checking to see if our meeting at the game was fortuitous. I wanted to check in and see if you would want to do a long-form improv show at, and then it's this bakery nearby. On November 17th, it would be a long-form improv show I'm calling Table for Two, where we would get the story of someone's unique experience at a restaurant or specialty small business, and then we reenact it, playing all the characters, kind of like Middle Ditch and Schwartz on Netflix. If you aren't able to do it, no big deal, just let me know. Now, something I've said, uh, there was the improv shop in St. Louis that I used to go to, and I was yeah. like, too far, don't like parking, don't like walking. I don't have to do improv that bad. I can just do Dungeons and Dragons or whatever. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, well, this, I mean, uh, this is in Edwardsville. It's within walking distance from my house. He's, he's saying, do you want to do this thing? Do you want to set it up? And I realized this is another Willis Disco Skates moment where... In different, I've, I've mentioned this before, in different strokes, there was an episode where Willis really needed to get disco skates. He wanted disco skates, and so he did all this stuff to get the money for the disco skates. Disco skates weren't really the thing. Uh, it was him trying to get the money that was really the crux of the episode. In right. the same way, um, if I don't do this, you know, there's all the, there's the setup. This is everything that I said that I wanted to do. You know, granted, this guy and I have never done improv together uh, in a long-form setting. So it's, you know, kind of new territory. And I was like, well, what's the worst that can happen? So I just wrote back, what time? <laughs> and he said, 6.30 or 7 so start time. Your game then. Yeah. You're, uh, you're, you're hip to do it. And so I wrote, I can do that. And he wrote, cool, the two things I'm not sure about is a place to practice and if they think they have enough time to market it. I'll touch base with them tomorrow. If they don't think it's enough time, we'll look for a date at the first of the year. My availability for practice may be Sunday afternoons, later in the evening, or maybe even my lunch hour if your schedule lines up. I said, sounds good. I have D&D a couple of Sundays a month, but we usually end around 3.30. I usually go to bed around 9 p.m. on weekdays. I work from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. I work from home, so I don't really take a lunch. And uh, that was Monday, and then nothing else. And Today's if I, Thursday. if I never hear from him again, so be it. <laughs> but I think this is actually a thing that we're going to do, and, and I will let you know as things go on. But anyway, this yeah, is well, the... I mean, maybe maybe he's trying to, you know, f figure out how to work around your schedule yeah, exactly. uh, where you have such an early bedtime. He doesn't want doesn't to write back to me until he knows for sure what's going on. So here's the thing, right? Couldn't remember his name. For the life of me, couldn't remember his name. Couldn't remember the name of this guy uh, that wants to do a two-person show with me. Uh, his name is Ben. Right. 
<laughs> and and I was like, this is a little bit too on the nose. I I I feel as though um, it's sort of like if you ever remember uh, California, uh, where uh, it's Brad Pitt. He's like a serial killer or whatever. I've not um, seen it. Well, his he calls his girlfriend baby and stuff like that, and she dies. I think he kills her. And then there's this other woman, and he just starts calling her baby. Acts the exact same way. In the same way, yeah. um, hey, Ben, yeah, when are we going to meet? What are we going to do? It's too easy. Um, but here's at the least, other thing. At least we used our uh, last names for our duo and not our yeah, first names. Exactly. Otherwise, you know, you'd be out of choices. Now, here is, here is the thing. Um, I am going to not dox this person, but I am going to say their last name. And the reason is it's it's for a story. I don't think he'll mind if he does mind. I, sorry, Ben. Um, but his name is Ben Hunter. And then they're like, wait a second. Wait a second. What if this is actually a setup? His name isn't Ben Hunter. His name is just Ben Hunter. And we do an <laughs> improv thing together. He's like, so uh, do you ever perform with anyone else that maybe I could meet? <laughs> Other than I'm like, actually, yeah. Um, Night of the Ben Hunter. Exactly. So anyway, we'll see. Um, it's one of those. It's one of those situations where, like I said, too perfect. Uh, looking forward to it if it if it works out. Um, and you know, it's again, what's the worst that can happen? Some people show up and they don't like it. Okay. <laughs> just, I'm still just having pull fun. a Norm Macdonald and then. Say hello on the way out. And Let me tell them. you, uh, that st- that anecdote is exactly what reminded me about the thing. Because I was like, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm going to do. Hey, speaking of the yeah. thing, did you see the... the um, did, did you see the other The Thing that was made afterwards? The, like the, the, the prequel? That's what I... Okay, so yeah. So I didn't want to say the prequel yeah, if you hadn't seen it. I had uh, seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, to me, was one of the coolest parts of it. Where they... Where you're watching, you're like, oh! Oh, yeah. my gosh! Oh! Yeah. It was really... I, I liked that a lot. And I, it, it, it ends... Like, it, it ends right where... Right when the John next Carpenter's The Thing picks up. Which yeah. I haven't seen that happen in many other uh, properties like that. I thought that was really cool. Well, The Force Awakens kind of does that with Star Wars A New Hope. Yeah, it ends. It the Force Awakens. Not sorry, not the Force Awakens. Um, what's the one by that Tony Gilroy director? I can remember the freaking director's name, but not the. Um, Is it the Rebel, third Rebel, Rebel One? Oh, oh, Rogue One. Rogue One. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Rogue One ends. Yeah. Right where A New Hope picks up. Good example, also. Yeah, man. I I, I like it when people. I well, I don't. I don't like it, but when people go, it's not Star Wars to me. It's like, okay, okay, you know what? It's, it's, it's not, it's, it's Star Wars. It is Star Wars. It's like when Soul Coughing El Oso came out and someone's like, it doesn't sound like a Soul Coughing album. Hey, listen to it about four times. All of a sudden, guess what? It's a soul coughing album. You know why? Because it's a soul coughing album. Um, I got into, I got into. I'm, I'm not gonna say an argument because I wasn't arguing. I was basically just listening uh, yeah. and not engaging. 
but I was I was at a bar and I was wearing my soul coughing shirt, right? I mm-hmm. have a soul coughing shirt that's got the cover of Ruby Vroom on it. Hey. And a dude as a dude I was there just started I'm gonna use a swear word, shitting on every other soul coughing album. Oh no. And like saying Ruby Vroom is the only good soul coughing album and and like it and sure, like uh, Eloso is crap. Other people and irresistible like, bliss. People that he was with, he didn't say it to you specifically. It just no, you're... he was talking to me oh, oh, because oh, oh, oh uh, okay. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm obviously a fan. I'm wearing the shirt. I actually like each one of those albums, yeah. you know. And I'm just listening to him, just like complaining about it. And I'm, I'm like, dude, read the room. Maybe I don't want to hear about how you hate this. Th- it would be, albums. it would be really weird if he was trying to ingratiate himself to you. <laughs> thinking that you're wearing the t-shirt I mean, not because you like soul coughing but because you only like that album i only like that otherwise i'd wear a t-shirt with every single no and you know it's not like this dude was a stranger i've known this guy for years okay you know? I, but i just wasn't i wasn't gonna be is like, it someone that i know that you can tell me who it is afterwards yeah i can tell you who it is ha 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 listener <laughs> you're never gonna know um so yeah that sounds that sounds great um so Jennifer and I have a date night tonight. We're seeing Onyx the Fortuitous and the Talisman of Souls, which is I uh, have no idea what any of those words mean. Um, I know Al- what the words mean. I don't know what they mean in that order. Onyx the Fortuitous is a is a character that this guy does in uh, videos online, and he made this movie. And it's it's a I, I love it because he's very good at marketing in my opinion. It's one night only. It's only tonight, in the in the big theaters. And I've seen all sorts of stuff on YouTube about it. I don't know if it's because it heard that we were going and so it's showing us things, or if you know <laughs> I'm in the demographic, whatever. It's possible. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, we're going to go and see it tonight. Uh. And Betty is. Uh, going to get a ride home. And again, questionable parenting. Uh, we weren't sure if she was going to get a ride home. And Jennifer's like, well, if she can't get a ride home, we we maybe shouldn't go. And a ride I, home from school? A ride home from uh, band practice, a uh, marching band. Uh, so, which gets done, you know, right around the time that the movie's going to let out, kind of. And I said, well, she could just walk to the movie theater. And, you know, between school and the movie theater is a dark road. There's not really any sidewalks. Um, you know, dangerous. Dangerous. Not a very walkable city. Young, uh, young woman on her own. Right. As well. Um, you know, heavy bag. <laughs> no, uh, heavy bag. Uh, all that. And so, yeah. If left to my own devices, I... I would probably have been like, yeah, Betty, you'll be fine. And, you know, put her through problems. So what's the, so what's the ultimate solution is, uh, uh she found a ride. Asking with one a, of, she, she found, found a ride, a ride oh, with good. a friend. Yeah. It's funny. This friend of hers, by the way, um, is, turns out is a, uh, child of people that I knew through, uh, other people. If that makes sense. So like, so like I've been to a party at someone's house with these people. I've talked to them. We've had conversations. 
did not realize that their child was a friend of uh, yeah my kid. So, and it is really it is one of those things where they're band friends, you know. So I don't know if they hang out not. Not they, friends, like real friends, just band friends. Well, well, what I mean by that is they. I don't know if they'd hang out otherwise. Uh, but then I realized, well, you know, she mostly does band stuff. So, for her, yeah. at least quantity wise, it's it's not that much of a big deal. Um, oh, we went to Six Flags again. Did I mention that we went to Six Flags earlier? I think you were talking about going and how it was like a long drive. Uh, yeah, it is a long drive. Um, yeah, so right after, I, that's right, we did talk about this, right after I got my COVID shot, went to Six Flags, and then we went again. And the thing that I found out, this is a All tip. right, it's just you and Betty, that's right. Amusement park tips with Paul. Um, if you go to amusement park that has, um, Halloween haunted houses, and you go to that haunted house on a Sunday... Early evening, Sunday at six, the haunted houses are actually better. The people uh, aren't rushing you through, right? There's not Nobody's a long line. drunk yet. <laughs> and all of all of the people who are the scary people are doing their best. And if it's a haunted house like like I went to, they're indoors, so they're not. Um, yeah, it's still dark. Right. It's yeah. not ruined. So yeah, Sunday, I had a much better time on Sunday than I did uh, on Friday. Uh, the ne- So we went Sunday, and then we went the Friday of that same week. And uh, hey, Ben, let's talk about it. The day, the, the week, does it start on a Sunday or a Monday? Still Sunday, according to the calendar. <laughs> Most people think Monday, though, these days. Like... The calendar goes Monday, Tuesday. I mean, their their wall calendar has Monday on the far left. No, no. Everybody thinks it starts on a Monday. The wall calendars have Sunday on the far left. So it's still yeah. the official day. But I, a lot of people don't believe it anymore. I have a spreadsheet um, that I keep track of my time on. And there's a quick key to put in the week number. Yeah. So like week one, week two, week three. Um, and when I automatically insert the week number into a field, this is Google Sheets, the week's, n- the new week starts on a Sunday. So here's an interesting thing. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, right, takes place in a place called Faerun. That is the, the name of the world that it takes place in. And in Faerun, uh, they have, it sounds like they have the the same calendar as the French did where it's, it's a uh, 10 day, a 10 day, they say, instead of a week. Oh, it's at least a 10 day away. Um, a 10 day, a, a 10 day. Come here, <laughs> put down that shovel. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, yeah. a 10 day, of course, threatening the donkey with a shovel, uh, unless it, you know, gives the satchel back. I'm just thinking of, of, a, of a world where that occurs. Um, so this is the basic thing. French Revolutionary Calendar. Do you remember it, Ben? I do not. I was not part of the French Revolution. 12 months, I believe. I want to say, or no, maybe it's 10 months. Could be 10 months. No, I think it's 12 months. I think it's 12 months, four seasons. 
But then each month, yes, 12 months, four seasons, each month is made up of a week of 10 days. Yeah. I mean, the way the, the way the count the way the calendars have been set up is is just uh, it's been a messy process. Yes, there is. I saw a video uh, by a YouTube channel called Number File about how um, I know Number File. Humans, if humans were born with six fingers on each hand instead uh-huh. of five, we would count in base twelve and yep. not base ten. And a lot, there's actually a, a British society. It's called the Dozenal System. Or duodecimal system, and there's a British, the British Dozenal Society actually is advocating for us to switch to base twelve because it's easier to learn basic arithmetic uh, as a kid. There's more, there are more repeatable patterns in base yeah. twelve. I'm going somewhere with this. There are more repeatable patterns in base twelve. So I received a question recently. Um, if we uh, um, it, so. Julius Caesar and Augustus Caesar created July and August, right? And so September, instead of being the uh, um, seventh month, is now the ninth month. And yep. October is the tenth month and not the eighth month. Yep. Anyway, yep. so if we were to uh, uh, try to put September, October, November, December back in place, how would we do that? So I, I referred to the Dalzenal Society, and I'm like, well, so what we do is we get rid of July and August. We put September, October, November back in place. We don't actually have a December because we're counting in base 12 now. So we get, cause, and so there's no number 10. So we get rid of December, and um, so the digit after 9 is called um, deck. The Digit after deck is called L, and the digit after L is called Do. Do actually looks like a 10, not like a 12, you know. So it's a 9, uh, deck, L, Do. So we rename the months. We still have 12 months. September, October, November, uh, Decktober, Elvember, December. And that's how I would rename the months in base 12. So, um... Ben, the reason that I, you saw me smiling like a proud parent throughout all that, um, if we have not talked about the Dozenal system on this podcast, I'll be very surprised because that was one of my special interests for a while. I don't believe I don't believe we have. Oh my gosh, Ben, I love it so much. <laughs> um, and and there is a way there is a way to count uh, by twelve. They do it uh, one, two, three, four, yep. five, six, yeah. But here's the here's the only problem. I don't know if we've talked about the way that I visualized the decimal system. I, I visualize it. Visualize the decimal system like a domino, like one of the domino squares, right? Uh, okay. So so zero is blank. One is the dot in the middle. Two is the dot on the side. Three is the three dots. Four is four in the corners. Five is five dot in the middle. Six is the two bars. Does this all make yeah. sense so far? Seven is the two is bars. How dominoes, the, how dominoes are yeah. dice look. Seven is the two bars with the with the dot in the middle. Eight is the square. Nine is all of them filled out. And then here's the thing. For ten, what happens is that that, that goes back to zero, right? 
the zero goes back to zero, blanks out, and then the one comes up at a domino, right, to the to the right, or to the, sorry, to the left of the one that just went blank. So now that's the tens domino, and then so yeah. on and so forth. That's how I think about numbers, right? I don't... As dominoes. I can't think about the numbers uh, 1 through 12 that way. I mean, 0 through 12 that way. Because if I'm if I'm right on this, the Dozenal system doesn't the Dozenal system when you go with with dots like that would go one through I mean zero through eleven as opposed to zero through nine, and there's no real good way to line up eleven. So it's harder for me. You need you need new digits. Yeah. Yeah. Your deck domino and your L domino. Maybe, maybe I could imagine. Maybe I could imagine this, in a way. There would be a way that I could visually do that. But anyway, point is, um, there is there's well, another. It's 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 handy that nine dots uh, on a domino, nine pips, I yep. guess, on a domino. Yep, pips. Line up, line up nice and evenly, right? Yep. Three rows of three. Yep. So if you have eleven. How would you how would you create a grid of eleven that uses each one um, to represent the final? Well, it's difficult final, because L. eleven is a prime number, so it doesn't have any <laughs> divisions. You can't do it as well. No, you wouldn't be able to do it. So, you but have, there would be one empty one, or you wouldn't it would be like a seven where you have just a, uh, an offset number. An offset again, pip. this is one of those things of you wouldn't really have to think about it that way because 12 is so nice right you can divide it up into four sets of three three sets of four two sets of six six sets of two so on and so that's forth that's what it's, they yep. love the that's why they love the dolls you just you just have place. to think differently than i would have to think differently than i do now um but think different have i told you about my good calendar idea that i'm sure isn't mine i'm sure someone else has already come up with it what is your good calendar idea? Okay, so keeping in mind how the how the decimal time worked, the good calendar idea is thirteen months of four weeks each, twenty eight days, and then one New Year's Day that is outside of the calendar system. Yeah. You could do it. It would be, uh, it would work. 365 days. And then you have a leap year. Say, yeah. uh, you have leap day and New Year's Day. But yeah, 13 months. It, it Matt works Parker, out. Matt you know who, you yeah. know who Matt Parker is. YouTuber Matt Parker. He's got a number of videos on, on how to fix the calendar. Yeah. Is one of them 13 months of, of uh, I don't, 28 I days? Ought, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. 13 months of 28 days works out. It because 13 months of 28 days is um, 264. And then you just have your New Year's Day. And then your Leap Day every four years. 264. 364. Did I say 264? I was wondering where those extra three no. months went. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> so here's, so here's, the, here's the interesting thing. If we had that sort of calendar... Uh, your birthday would be the same day of the week every year. Yeah. 
Which would be crazy. Because every day is always the same day of the week. Yep. Exactly. Well, yes. Yes, exactly. As opposed to every day is the same day of the week. If you say that without context of the calendar, it would make... Every date. Yeah. Um, so is it every date? Yeah, every date is the same day Every of the date week. night is the same day of hey, the week. Hey! Onyx the Fortuitous. Um, Mine's uh, always on a Thursday. Uh, my... Yeah... Um, hey, you notice the, uh, the, the facial hair is coming in. It's the not chops. full ready yet, but it's very close. Yeah. And I look, I look all right. Uh, it is, <laughs> it is going to be crazy if, when uh, they get kind of big. That's the plan. If Drunk were here, he'd, he'd comment how your appearance changes every time he tunes in. It is true. I do my best to, uh, to change it up again. As we've stated before, ruining any chances I have of going on the lam. Because someone will be like, hey, wait a second. I've I know that there's a, there's a picture of Paul Goody where he has that. <laughs> Unless I'm doing, uh, you know, facial chaff, where it's difficult for people to know what I look like because I've looked so different in all my other pictures. And they're like, well, that can't be him. It's not 1987. Uh... My my uh, passport photo does not look like me right now. Neither does my driver's license. But I can get to looking like my driver's license pretty easily as long as I have a mustache. Passport, on the other hand, um, I, I, did, I messed it up this time, but I try to uh, get my passport photo when I have the most hair. <laughs> So that if I'm ever on a desert island and I have my passport, I can uh, get out. Oh, by the way, friend it's of the show. Logic. Friend of the show, even though he's never been on, uh, but friends of us separately and also uh, fellow Spin the Bottle performer, Reggie Watts. Uh, Reggie has Watts. put out another book. Uh, I think he's had more than one, but he put out a book called Great Falls, Montana, which I have okay. just purchased. Uh, it is hardback. I have not heard of it. It is about him and his relationship with Great Falls, Montana, which I believe is where his mother lives. Ah, is that where he grew up? I don't. I, I do believe not know he did. Reggie's yeah. backstory. I believe he grew up there, and I believe that he returned there for uh, a little bit anyway. I don't know for how long, but yeah. And I, you know, I will. I will again pause it. If you're Reggie Watts, you can live anywhere. Um. <laughs> Actually, anyone can live anywhere, pretty much. Uh, I just realized, you know, it's a free if, country, Paul. Yeah, is it? Is it Ben? Is it really? Or well, is it I for mean, in sale? Certain, in, Let's ask the certain, real uh, question. Counties, no. But... Yeah. Um, no, no. It, it. The United States is interesting. We've talked about this before. You know, um, my patriotism uh, is largely. Uh, or at least in, in many parts due to, you know, my stint in the Air Force, they do a good job in making you be like, the United States, yes! Um, yeah. So there are things We're about it... the greatest it, nation in the world! There are things about the United States that I really like. There are other things that are not good. Um, but I will say again, I went to France, had a good time, but I was uh, very angry at how early things closed. And so, <laughs> I, now when I say I was very angry, I wasn't rude. I didn't say yeah. anything to the people there, but I 
still privately to other Americans, I went, get this. I went to the drugstore at three o'clock in the morning, or three o'clock in the afternoon, and they were closed. And I said, why is the drugstore closed? And they said, oh, well, the shopkeeper goes home for lunch. And I'm like, but it's not lunchtime now. And they're like, well, no, then he's at home. He stays home for a while. He comes back to at four. He stays here for an hour and then he leaves at five again. And I'm like, how does anybody stay in business? And this then I would realized, never stand in my neighborhood. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know who else would never stand in my neighborhood? And, and then I was going to... Reggie I, Watts. I had a... He has a small scooter that he rides around on. Could you imagine <laughs> Reggie Watts on a like a, a scooter driving around? He would be using the horn, waving at people. I can. And imagine it very easily. There is a music video he made of one of his songs, the name of which I am not going to say oh, on the podcast. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe that's why I can visualize it very easily. And it's, With his it's big actually, head. It, it's his head composited on what's probably a child um, on a big wheel. Yes. Right? That Riding is exactly around. what I'm thinking about. Yeah. That's a great, yeah. that's a great video. And, uh, and he's, you know, it's a great song too. Yeah, exactly. I, it's surprising that things close because I, 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 who was I hanging out with recently? I was, it was one of those things where like we were talking about the nightlife of, it was either European or Latin countries and how you don't even, and maybe it's both honestly, and you don't like start getting ready to go out until like 10, 11 o'clock at night. Wow. Right? That's crazy. Whereas Americans are like, we're done, you know, we're, we're, yeah. we're retired, we're going home at nine, you know, other parts of the world, kids are just, they're still getting ready to leave. It's time for a segment we call Dangerous Territory with Ben. Hey, Ben. Spain. <laughs> European or Latin country? European, right? Um, yeah, it's in Europe. A Spanish-speaking European country would make sense to me but i don't know and uh I, that makes me think again of money heist well, here's here's the problem where spain a lot of times when you mention european it's also kind of code for white right Ooh, yeah well spain there 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 are a bunch of white people in spain it's true yeah, i'm not i'm not saying that's not. part of yeah remarkably familiar conversation but um <laughs> i to the listener i i apologize and to ben i apologize there are there are many times where we have these conversations where i i would not say deliberately but we've talked about already how i am kind of sadistic and like making people mad misinterpret what ben says in the worst way possible whenever he's talking <laughs> about stuff uh and ben i apologize i i know and i'm working on it all goody. Uh, you know who doesn't find that funny? My wife. Your wife. <laughs> not yeah, well, not, only, no, when I only, do, not to... only when I do it to her, but when I do it to you. It's it's not. Yes, but I mean, I only, I only have to talk to you for an hour a week. She's got to talk to you for, you know. It's her, true. The rest of her life. We talked about this, actually. Uh, we're going to be married. Uh, oh, we have been married. That's right. We passed our anniversary uh, just recently, October 9th. 
Um, yeah. Married for 18 years. And, 18 yeah. years. And we talked about the idea that <coughs> that Excuse you me. that you want to love each other, but the crazy in love uh, thing is not good for longevity of relationships. And one of the reasons is because it's tiring. Huh. You, it's hard being so romantic. You know, and we talk about... Um, and when I say we, I mean Jennifer and I talk about this all the time. Romeo and Juliet, uh, horrible. Horrible relationship. Look how it ends. <laughs> well. Uh, that kind of thing. If somebody says that they want a relationship like that, walk away. From both of them, because they're going to do something weird. Um, oh, did you hear, by the way, that the two uh, actors playing Romeo and Juliet in uh, the... Whatever, I forget, is it is it is it Zeffirelli? Does that, is that even a thing? Yeah, the Zeffirelli um, uh, that, that everybody watches in high school yeah, and yeah, your yeah. English teacher conveniently forgets about the topless scene. Yeah, um, they, those, those um, actors sued and didn't win, if I remember correctly. Just recently. I don't remember. Yeah. Just recently. Yeah. Like they, they like didn't really. It for wasn't being really exploited as child yeah, actors. Exactly. Or? It wasn't. It wasn't explained to them, or they didn't understand exactly what they were signing up for, that sort of thing. Yeah. I and I did think about it. Like, like, what if, you know, it's it's like being the Star Wars kid, except way different because it's a film. You know, but it's it's something that happened when you were a kid, and everybody knows about it. Well, a lot of people know about it. Because, yeah, it is one of those things of, you know, it's almost, it almost strikes me as being a psychological uh, rite of passage where the teacher goes, now, come on, everyone, we're adults or, or you know, you're almost adults or you're, you know, yeah. you're too old for, for this, this laughter and snickering and stuff like that. Um, I... I saw it. Did you see it? What? In class. Yeah, yeah, me too. In class. Seems suspect that everybody sees it in class. Well, yeah. It, it's like it the is space shuttle you talk, disaster. You talk to almost anybody and they, oh yeah, we saw that, you know, Juliet Topless in English class or whatnot. Um, I do remember that happening and my English teacher going, whoops, forgot about that part. And I'm like, no, you didn't. You, yeah. you show this every year. Exactly. <laughs> You're probably showing it next period. Hmm. So, uh, one of the things I would, I would definitely say is that, uh, the space shuttle, uh, Challenger explosion, right? Did, were you in school when that happened? Yeah. And did did they wheel a TV in for you to watch it? And did you see it? We talked about this. You were actually uh, on the West Coast, I, so I don't I don't remember watching it in class. I remember discussing it in class. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, we were on the West Coast. I don't remember what time it happened. Um, it's like 
It's like the World Trade Center on 9-11. Everything had already happened by the time I woke up that oh, day. Oh, we, did we talk about this already? About my, my World Trade Center experience? Um, what's your World Trade? Well, what's your WTC experience? At the time, I didn't have a TV. Uh, Rick Miller had my TV. I uh, gave it away. Because uh, um, Kristen, my girlfriend at the time, did not want the TV in the house. Ah, yes. And and I, I still remember this to this day. I uh, I came home one time and we had had a we had gotten a smaller TV. Uh and she was watching Baywatch on the smaller TV and I'm like, "Hey. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's going yeah, on?" I remember that. Um, no TV except for Baywatch. Exactly. I, I remember the Chris the Kristen years. Uh, so so the basic thing though was I had not seen the news about the World Trade Center. And so my experience yeah. of the World Trade Center, the thing I remember, I was on, I lived in the Marwood in Capitol Hill. It's on the bus. And everybody was talking about people that they knew in New York City. And yeah. I, not out loud, but in my head was like, well, la-dee-da, look at all the people and their famous <laughs> friends from New York City. You know, I, yeah. What is the, all this braggadocious behavior? I didn't realize that they were coping with a tragedy. Um, because no one was... This is the thing. No one was talking about what had happened. They were just talking about the people that they that they knew. And yeah. I think it was because they were all being sensitive about, you know, well, we can't really talk about this right now. We can't, we can't broach yeah. the subject yet. You try to... What you try to do is humanize that experience and talking about people that you know and like hoping that they're safe it puts a puts a like a, a personal touch on what is otherwise a horrible tragedy. Yep, exactly. Um, I Pat still... Cashman told me about nine one one. Oh, really? Yeah, I listened. Well, not oh. personally. I was, oh, okay. I, well, well... I listened to his radio show in the morning. Yeah the the reason the reason I was I was saying that is because for the people who don't know Pat Cashman was on almost live where Ben you worked at one point in time and I thought for just a second I thought for just a second <laughs> that I had the 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 timing off on yeah. that and it, that that and wasn't that, too far removed there's only there's only th it was only three years later and that he was like Ben Ben I need to I got something to tell you I got something to tell you uh, no it was it while, was weird. Oh, it was sorry. weird because I like I he had a comedy radio show that I listened to on my way to work, and that morning it was surprisingly somber. And he talked about what you know where the World Trade Center towers used to be. And at first I was like, "This is a weird comedy sketch." Yeah. And then realized rather quickly after that, oh, this isn't a comedy. Yeah, sketch. exactly. You wouldn't do something like this. Yeah. And the bus, my bus was completely silent. You ever imagine uh, Pat Cashman as Walter White? Probably not. <laughs> uh, well, now I will. Every once, every once in a while, I'm like, "What if?" Because uh, you know, that's they were kind of a. Oh, look! I got a, a um, reminder that the podcast is today at six because I didn't change <laughs> the um, the right. date on my mm -hmm. alert on. My iPad, but I did change it on my iPhone. Interestingly, my calendars don't seem to be in sync, Ben. Sync, Ben, <sighs> as the Ben that? that lives in your sink, uh, <laughs> dodging 
uh, potato peels. Does anyone peel their potatoes in the sink? Probably not. Dodging dodging bullets from Ben Hunter. Oh yeah, be careful. Uh, ben season. Uh, the do people? Peel? I don't peel my potatoes when I no. roast them. Hey, leave this. Leave the skin on. It tastes good. I love potato skins. I am a big fan of potato skins for sure. Uh, what I've I like... gotten to roasting potatoes more, but it always sets off my smoke alarm. What I what I like doing is I like uh, putting, uh, mm, and that's it. Uh, no, I like uh, putting. <laughs> you like putting, uh, you know, butter or grease or whatever on the skin of the potato, baking it that way, so that the skin gets all crispy, and then cutting it yeah. in half, scoring the potato on the inside so it becomes uh, soft and uh, pliant. And then putting uh, more butter on it, and then eating that with a spoon, and then with a spoon, and then crunching the skins. Sometimes <laughs> putting cheese inside the skins and sticking those uh, back in like an air fryer or something for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but guess what? I haven't been doing since I stopped eating saturated fat. That instead, <laughs> I eat fake crab legs with. Different sauces. We've got crab legs. Oh, wow. I forgot about that. Were those crab legs supposed to be disgusting? Or were they just because... <laughs> they were certainly off-putting. This is... Okay, so this is the thing. When when one becomes a vegan... I don't know if this is like this for everyone. But after a while, some animal food products do end up looking disgusting. Um, it's easy ish to turn your way back around out of that though once you start eating them again but usually it's usually it's it's things like crab legs right where it maintains the format of the animal yeah i i can't imagine like i love crab too much and like just ripping into a crab and pulling out the pulling out the flesh yeah. and eating it raw well it's cooked but eating it cold yeah. you know that's that's one of my favorite pastimes, um, but I you know I, I cook a steak every once in a while. I ground beef, uh, and I can see where, like I've actually thought about that when I'm cooking. I'm like, well, um, this is if I think about this too much, th what I'm doing now is really gross and disgusting. Yeah, the I I really do. I mean, the fake crab is what I eat the most of. This piece of meat had a family, but. Uh, every once in a while, crab legs will go on sale out here. Now, buying uh, buying on sale crab legs in the middle of the country, maybe <laughs> not the best plan. But I mean, I, after a while, you build up a certain amount of immunity, I suppose. The the main thing is that yeah. Uh, surprisingly enough, I I will say this: there is no there is no tolerance to mercury poisoning. That one can get. That is one thing that <laughs> I've yet. I've learned. Oh yeah, not yet. At least, At not least yet. Not yet. Um, but I do think about this sometimes, where I'm like, the Midwest landlocked. Uh, Chicago has a huge ocean, uh, ish yeah. lake, that is probably bigger than Puget Sound, which is the water thing that I think of. You know, that's close to Seattle. So maybe. Living next to a lake would give me that, you know, I'm by a large body of water vibe that I'm looking for. Yeah, you just got to move to Chicago. 
Uh, you or know, suburbs. I've, I've thought of it. I've thought of it. Jennifer said something the other day that I thought was kind of interesting, which is, are we going to feel dumb moving away from St. Louis when everything is so cheap if it goes through a renaissance or whatever? The problem that we've discussed about that is that the public transportation system in St. Louis is not that great. And so, right. you know, for Betty and I, it's not going to be the best plan. And building public transportation infrastructure is such a slow... Pr- it's, it moves at a glacial pace, right? Well, it requires... If they, yeah. If they, pass, if they pass anything, you're going to see that first line is going to open in, like, 20 years. Yeah, well, the big thing, the big thing right now is that... You know, I think we've talked about this before. The city is starved, right? Because everyone has moved into these these little townships that are unincorporated around St. Louis, but not part of St. Louis. So they don't get yeah. taxed, and none of the taxes go to the St. Louis infrastructure. So that's why we've got buildings that are falling down and stuff like that over there. Over there. Yeah. I'm over here in Edwardsville, <laughs> Illinois. Over there. Um... So yeah, 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 yeah. Three more minutes, Ben. Do we do we dare try to find out this week in Goody Lawrence history? Is there <laughs> is it too is it too little too late? Ah! No, let's uh, let's do it. Uh, did you know that Ben and I started this podcast because we are uh, performance art duo, Goody Lawrence, the famous in Seattle for a brief period of time. They did good at Bumbershoot. Uh, Goody Lawrence? We did. People liked us. It was nice. Trying to... Okay, Paul. Typical yeah. question. Do I remember? We talked no about? idea. Yeah. Absolutely no idea. Um. Oh, I remember what it was. On February 3rd, 2006, we talked about a, a performance called This Day in History. Oh. We tried to come up with... like, Because uh, I have no script for this. So we tried to come up with what we would have talked about. Yeah, and we couldn't. Yeah, it is. It is sort uh, of like the BBC. Uh, there are episodes of Doctor Who that just aren't around anymore. Um, Goody Lawrence, you know, we did a whole bunch of you had to be there type things where we wouldn't <laughs> record our episodes and stuff. Um, so the next one is from March third, two thousand six. Okay. And um, it's called Scenes from Fatherhood Parts 1 and 2. Oh, you remember this? my goodness. Um, I believe this was shortly after Betty was born. Is is this one where, where um, a woman thinks that I've stolen a baby uh, and I... Um, and and it's like kind of an open scene with me and Jennifer, where Jennifer is the woman and and I'm the man. No, with the baby. there's a, there's um, you're telling you're telling a story about what happened at Arby's in a drive-through at Arby's. Am I? Do you remember this? All right. Uh, oh yeah. T- Previously yeah. on the Goody Lawrence Experience, lights up. Ben is on stage. Paul is walking off. Ben and don't come back until you have a freaking baby. I I guess that was the <laughs> end of our previous one. <laughs> Um, 
We now return you to a very special Goody Lords experience. So I say February 4th, 2006, 3.42 a.m. Dear blog, I yelled at Paul today. I feel kind of bad about it. Also, I think I just phoned in this month's spin the bottle. Honestly, blah, blah, blah. Uh, text, 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 talking. Paul, hey, Ben. Hey. Paul shakes his head. Ben, what? Paul hands Ben a script. Oh. Paul exits. Comes back. Paul, hey, Ben. Ben, from script. Hey, Paul. <laughs> um, that's good. I like that's, that. That's right. Your friend and comedy partner, Paul Goody. What's going on? This is the only way I can talk to you right now. My wife had her baby. So you can do the show? Yes. Sort of. I think I'm doomed like all those stand-up comedians who have babies. I'm going to write about being a father until my kid's well into her 20s. Ben, it can't be that bad, can it? Paul, scenes from fatherhood, part one. What I thought I was saying. Oh, oh can, you, can you read it? This is great. Uh, welcome to Arby's. How can I help you? Hi, yes, I went through your drive-thru with my wife, her mother, and our newborn, and when we got home, we noticed that we were missing two sandwiches. So you need the two missing sandwiches? Actually, we'd like everything, due to the fact that all the other food is old now. Why did you bring the food back? To prove that I'm not just trying to cheat you out of food. The additional sandwiches for my mother-in-law. Can you help me out? Sure. Seeds from Fatherhood, part two. What I actually was saying. Ben, welcome to Arby's. How can I help you? Paul, hi. I'm a drive through <laughs> Customer? I'm the customer, and they weren't there. And now I'm back to here for getting the food that I was paying for without getting them. Because it's... Uh, it's for the mother and the grandma, and it's so tired. So if you could, I have a sheet, a receipt, and the sandwiches. These, uh, so you need the two missing sandwiches. Well, it's not good now because it's old and bad food because I took it to you to show because it's a new baby and we are tired, and so I brought this for it. Uh, why did you bring the food back? I'm a customer who is deserving sandwiches and brought them... To show you that this sandwich was here, and the other two weren't, just like I have seen it myself. You can tell the sandwiches weren't there because this one is, and I'm not cheating! It's for grandmas. <laughs> sure. So yeah, that's that's what I'm working with these days. And, oh, we're back to ourselves. And you are going to be late for work? For all I know, I'm already at work. <laughs> can you do me a favor and send me that one? <laughs> sure. I remember now the performance of it. Uh, I decompensate during it. Like, my voice becomes higher. I become sad yeah. and, and and agitated at the same time. Oh, yeah. And, and that was a true story. I now remember. Because <laughs> uh, I want to read it to Jennifer in case she forgets it. Oh, Ben, that was a and good one. And with that. <laughs> um, the, and don't come back until you have a baby. That wasn't. You know, we we just said the thing that we did. Be oh, unless unless we, we might, did end previous... today in history with that. There's no script for it, so maybe that's. Wouldn't that be great, Ben? If we uh, picked up right where we left off, the reverse <laughs> of yep. the thing. All right, Ben. That was a great. That was a great talk. We had a good one, and this good is talk. a podcast. I'm the guy yes. <laughs> talking. What needs a burger? Fun for your whole. All right, Paul. In, in the meantime, I hope you can keep it wrong. Hey, Ben, keep it wrong until next time when I will talk to you the way we were talking just next a moment week. before. All right. Sounds good. Bye. I'm going to try to stop this now. Bye. Oh, I, I should have learned clear. from my mistake. I just need to go to transport. And that's where we stop it.